Hello and welcome to episode 32 of the Restoring Human podcast, where we believe humans were designed to flourish. Unfortunately, we live in a culture where many of our modern conveniences work against our thriving, but through intentional lifestyle decisions, we can return to an optimal state of health. I am Jarek Bakken. Dr. Alex Aguello. And today, what did I what did I say? What did I say? <coughs> what did I call it? What's wrong? What's wrong with my gut? That's what I'll title this. What's wrong with my gut? What's wrong with my gut? Uh, so we kind of introduced this topic of the gut last week. Uh, it's a big deal, folks. Um, there's a lot of health issues that start in the gut. Yeah. What have you? Did you ever? Did you read that Axe book? The he didn't. Yeah. No. He quote quoted somebody, essentially saying. Hippocrates? Probably. All 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 disease starts in the gut. All disease starts in the gut. Two thousand years ago. So he was smart. Dogs are smart. Why aren't we smart? <laughs> um, let's start with this question. What is the gut? I I can call my belly that I see from the outside my gut, but what do what do you actually mean when people talk about the gut? Uh, I mean, I guess it probably uh, depends on who you're talking to, but um, when I talk about the gut or like when we've mentioned the gut here on this podcast, I'm really talking about your entire digestive tract. Um, so from even the mouth to your esophagus to your stomach to the small intestine, large intestine, mm-hmm. um, that whole process and there's other things that go into it, but those are kind of the areas that get damaged that can lead to health, different sort of health issues. Um, but there's a term called leaky gut, and most of the time when that's being referred to, that's talking about your small intestine um, because stuff's not supposed to. That's where a lot of your um, nutrients get absorbed, so that's what we want to get absorbed to the bloodstream. So the, the small intestine has a couple jobs. It's trying to absorb things into the bloodstream that our body needs, but it's also trying to keep out things that our body's don't need like toxins like bad food um, bacteria or toxins that the bacteria let out so it's this barrier and then so the leaky gut term is when that barrier kind of gets compromised and stuff that's not supposed to leak out can leak out <coughs> so that typically happens with small intestine yeah so the there's a lot of different things that can be going on in what you would call the gut that aren't necessarily just that leaky gut or like the intestinal permeability or whatever you want to call it. Mm-hmm. Specifically, the stuff that I was dealing with, it wasn't anything to do, Not well, I mean, I'm sure I've got problems, but what I was dealing with wasn't in my intestines. It was in my stomach before even that point. Right. And part of the issue was even, like you said, Stuff that's going on in my mouth before stuff even goes down to my stomach. Right. So it's a it's a much bigger picture than just the intestines. Right. The digestive system is pretty amazing, man. So um, it's got so much surface area on it. They said that you could spread it out. It would be the size of a tennis court, or maybe half a tennis court. Either way, that's enormous. Some um, court. 
What's that? Some kind of court. Some kind of court. No, it's either, it's tennis. So I don't know if it's the full thing or the half <laughs> half tennis court. Um, so yeah, if you took it out and spread that out, like that's how much surface area is on there. So that's all the stuff that goes in our mouth and through our digestive tract is interacting with all of that. Somehow that just gets, sits inside of our our stomach like that. And like I said, it's the main thing that's keeping things out that are not supposed to be there, and it's the main thing that's getting things in that are supposed to be there. So yeah. without it, we uh, wouldn't be able to live. I don't know if it was you that said this or if I heard it from somebody else, but so the your digestive system is basically like this massive tunnel that's going from your mouth and exits elsewhere. <laughs> and the literally... The only place in our body where, like, so this is a this is a tunnel. The only place where stuff goes through that barrier and actually into the rest of our body is through the gut yeah. and through this intestinal lining. Yeah, so it's still somewhat outside the body. Keeps things outside the body. Right. L- everything you're everything you're eating. Yeah, yeah. it's technically technically not getting in your body it's going through this big track and your body's doing work on what it's letting in and what it's not mm-hmm. it's fascinating yes it is okay so you very briefly said it but what <laughs> I think people have heard this term leaky gut mm-hmm. uh, let's let's talk about that let's unmystify that <clears throat> um is that what we're going to get to? What's wrong with the gut? Sure. <laughs> You're the doctor. <laughs> well, I mean, I think there's some things that we can talk about before we get there then, because leaky gut is just one piece of why somebody, well, maybe even before we get there, you kind of referenced it at the beginning. Um, we're not, like, the reason we're saying that gut, it, the gut health is so important is not so that you don't have a stomach ache or, you know, you don't have an ulcer like we talked about in the last show or um, you don't have what most people know as IBS and, um, you know, different known gut issues. But a problem with the gut could manifest as skin issue, mm-hmm. you know, like eczema, psoriasis, um, just rashes in general. Um, I just had a patient come in um, that was a, a newborn, a couple of weeks old, and face was breaking out with a rash and went to the pediatrician and pediatrician recognized well there's something going on with what you're eating or what the baby's eating so we need to change what the baby's eating wouldn't have agreed with what his recommendation was to stop doing and to start doing but he at least understood that there's something happening in this baby's gut that's leading to this rash that's happening on this baby's face Mm -hmm. um it could lead to joint issues it could you know arthritis like rheumatoid arthritis for sure even osteoarthritis other autoimmune issues that deal with the joints, your spine. Um, it could lead to um, brain issues, any sort of depression, anxiety, um, neurological conditions, multiple sclerosis, Parkinson's, all that has a huge deal with the gut, connection with the gut. Um, thyroid problems is another one. Um, any sort of metabolism problem, whether or not you're going to gain weight, become overweight or obese, that has to do with your gut. Um, and not just because... You know, you're eating too much, so the gut can't handle it. There's a lot that goes into why you would become overweight or obese as it pertains to the gut. Um, So just all kind of different things. Like, you don't have to have gut pain. You don't have to have irregular bowel movements, all those Mm -hmm. different things to actually have a gut issue. Mm -hmm. So that's why it's such a big deal. Um, 
but some things that just kind of started at the beginning of what can happen, what kind of leads to either a gut issue or those things that I just listed off. Um, probably the first thing would be the your inability to digest food properly, which gets to the low stomach acid that we talked about last week. So if you have low stomach acid, that's kind of you're setting yourself up for bad digestion the whole way through because the stomach is supposed to acidify the food that you eat and get it to a right pH. So it then when it gets passed on to the small intestine, it's at the right pH to be able to, again, absorb the nutrients that it needs and get rid of the, the stuff that it doesn't need, pass that on to the rest of the, the digestive system that to eventually be eliminated. Um, so if you don't have enough stomach acid, that doesn't your body doesn't start that digestive process, but it also doesn't trigger next level of it, which would be digestive enzymes. So that has to, the stomach acid, you have to produce it in proper amounts to get the proper digestive enzymes. So if you don't do that, then again, now you haven't digested food properly, and then you're ending up with the next section of the digestive system, which is the small intestine with undigested food particles, um, which then just creates inflammation, which is another thing that happens to the gut. Um, if your gut is inflamed, then now your immune system is always reacting, um, which is just going to lead to to more and more problems. Um, all of that kind of puts together, which then can lead to this leaky gut. Um, if your gut is highly inflamed, because it's if we're just talking about the food that we're eating, undigested food in our gut, then the intestines instead of this strong barrier, it's going to become the term is permeable, which is just um, weakens. It allows things to pass through it that shouldn't, um, which then gets inside your their bloodstream and your body mounts an immune re response to it. Um, and then that's what leads to all those conditions that I, that I listed off there. So yeah, low stomach acid, not proper digestive enzymes being produced, undigested food particles gets to your small intestine, creates inflammation, which then creates leaky gut. Now you set yourself up for a lot of problems. So what is, uh, what's the perfect world? What, how, like, how should that function? And then how, like, how then is that? Because it it sounds like it's this from chewing your food, getting it down to your stomach, things happening in your stomach. Then the small intestine is where this like barrier. <clears throat> is that that stuff is actually being absorbed into your body. What, like, what's the perfect world there? Um, so how that process should, should happen? Yeah. Yeah, so it's it actually a perfect world would be we would see real food. So we, let's say we see a pepper, green pepper. Mm -hmm. And our body would see that, okay, this is something good to eat. And we would actually start to produce um, things in our saliva which are already ready to start breaking down that food. So those are some form of um, digestive enzymes um, that are produced in our saliva. So that kind of mixes with the food that we put in our mouth, but then we chew properly. Some people say 20 times, other people are up to 40 times um, that we should be chewing every bite. Um, most Americans aren't anywhere near that sort of thing. It's something that I'm always talking to my kids about every time we're eating. Um, chew your food, chew your food, probably say it at least five times a at the dinner table because um, you know we're just we don't want to scarf down stuff because it tastes so good um, but yeah chew the food and then it gets kind of um, almost liquefied a little bit but then it passes down and gets into your stomach 
where then now the stomach acid's being produced, um, and then the digestive enzymes are, are produced. So the proper level of stomach acid, proper pH of stomach acid, proper digestive enzymes. Um, now it, it gets into something called chyme, where it's just really liquefied, and then it gets to your intestine. So now it's the more liquefied it is, if proper digestion has happened, the easier it's going to be to absorb the nutrients in the small intestine. So it absorbs all that, and then it goes on to your large intestine, which is really just where your stool was made. Mm -hmm. um, pulls all the, um, or most of the, the water out of it, and then you would have a normal bowel movement, eliminate what your, your body doesn't need, and even a lot of the fiber that our body can't digest, mm -hmm. um, can't absorb. That's kind of a, a perfect world of what should happen when we eat food. So you can see that there's problems with every level of that. Right? Sure. We could see food that we shouldn't be eating, and then we could produce those enzymes, but because it was something we shouldn't be eating, the enzymes aren't going to help us, and then we don't chew properly. Now it gets to our stomach, yeah. and maybe we don't have enough stomach acid, or whatever we ate, just we couldn't produce enough stomach acid even if we were functioning normally, and then we're not producing those digestive enzymes, gets to our stomach, not digested, leads to all kind of issues. Sure. So... Big one, because it kind of seems like the the most influential piece is this small intestine, and it's the way it's designed. It has is is permeability the right word? And like the problem is too much. Yeah. Because like how it's designed, there's it's that's the point where stuff is being extracted from this channel of the digestive system into the rest of your body yep. the how 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 is the what's the mechanism of like problems there um <clears throat> well i think what you're asking is how's that actually leakiness happen um, Be right because we're, we're saying that that's like that's the point where stuff needs to pass through there to get into all the different other yeah. parts of your body. Yeah. Yeah. So our, all of our guts are, um, permeable. Again, that's how we get nutrients that need to, to get through this kind of still outside of our body barrier to the inside of our body into our bloodstream. So then our, it can be passed on to build everything and, um, give us energy. Um, but it's when that gets increased, is when it becomes a problem. And it's actually increased at different times in our life. So like when we're a baby and we, we're, you know, we're not chewing, we're just getting mother's breast milk. There's things inside the breast milk that are bigger than normal. So specifically um, parts of the immune system that are called immune globulins. Um, those have to pass through the small intestine to get absorbed so that the baby can create immunity to things. So their intestines are a little bit more permeable than somebody like us who doesn't need that anymore. We're getting our own immunity. Um, but then it, it'll close up as the baby grows. Um, so there's these things called, what are called tight junctions. So if my fist are cells, there's something that brings those two cells together and it's called a tight junction. Um, and then there's chemicals that keep that tight or allow it to um, be loosened. So it's not like there, it's a tear, like something happens sure. and, and we, it gets cut or something like that. It's when too much of that chemical is produced that um, those tight junctions loosen up and then the gut or the gut cells spread apart and then that's when things can, can leak through there. Um, so 
there's certain foods that stimulate that chemical to, to happen more than it should, which then loosens the gut. There's toxins that stimulate that chemical, um, just even undigested food particles, stuff that really should be in our body but mm-hmm. but isn't digested. So, so even good food, not well digested, is going to create issues with that permeability. Yep, yep. But then what are so what are then the other factors that are like stuff that shouldn't enter your mouth in the first place <laughs> what do you mean so like what you said like i think what oh what's on so you just said good food can right so it, that that, that makes sense you don't <clears throat> chew your food up doesn't get digested enough this spot where it's supposed to be absorbed and extracted like that causes problems because it's not broken down enough that makes sense. But now, how are other things, like you said, other toxic things affecting that as well? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I don't know for sure. I haven't actually looked at the research at like how a toxin um, creates leaky gut or how antibiotics create leaky gut. I just know that there's been some studies specifically on gluten. So gluten increases yeah. that chemical that I was talking about that keeps the junctions tight. Um, so I would assume either there's other chemicals that also increase that zonulin, which is the chemical, Mm -hmm. um, that they just haven't studied yet. Mm -hmm. Or maybe since we're eating all these things combined, it's not like we're just eating a toxin, right? That toxin comes with other things. Let's just stick with gluten. If gluten creates that leaky gut, then now toxins, you know, now bacteria, now toxins from bacteria can leak through the gut and cause the problems. So I don't know that it's all those things actually do the same thing that gluten would or if they're just kind of taking advantage of what sure. something like gluten's already done. Sure. Um, but then it's also the inflammation so that the more inflammation, if, if something creates inflammation in your gut, then it's just going to be more susceptible to the, the leakiness as well because yeah. those junctions are going to be um, compromised. Sure. So uh, foods that contain gluten your body's made to be able to process that and digest that correct yeah but intro we live in a culture where many things work against us our what's normal is a really really base of the pyramid pizza crust uh high amounts of grains is it like how should our body deal with that and like is it is it just a matter of volume is it something we should never be eating what do you yeah i think it's well both so um (laughs) there's just been so many things that have happened to those um foods yeah um just with the the toxicity that's in the environment, how plants have to respond. Um, there's the processing that happens. It's the w- it's the way that they grow it, how they try to speed up that process with chemicals. Um, it's just kind of turn this food into something that our bodies have, have never really dealt with. Um, but it's also the volume, right? So if you are eating you know, too much of any good thing, there's potentially going to be problems. Your body's going to um, be interacting with that and you just never know when it's going to see it as something as, as foreign. So, um, I would say for sure, for sure, both, um, that 
it's interesting. So the plants are producing these chemicals to protect themselves because they want to, you know, continue to, to survive, right? They want to not be eaten, really, mm-hmm. is what's happening. Um, so they produce these chemicals, and then those things can have a negative effect on our body. So if we're eating a lot of those things, then we're just giving our – it's r- increasing the, the opportunity for those things to cause damage in our body. But just like the thing we always talk about with stress, kind of low-level stress is good for the body, but the more you stress it, the problems, you know, more problems are going to gonna happen. So perfect world, we should be able to eat some real high-quality bread. Yeah. Well, uh, yeah, I mean, so we haven't got to the bacteria that are in our gut yet, um, but those bacteria thrive on things that are in those particular foods. So the fiber mainly that's in those foods, but most people don't have a healthy gut, so that's why they have so many issues with the grains, yeah. beans, you know, all the things that everybody says not to eat because cavemen didn't eat them. <laughs> we've, we've been eating them for a really long time. Um, but our guts are so unhealthy that they've now become a problem. Right, right. That's interesting. Um, okay, you kind of teased it. Is there, I want to I wanna do this justice. Let's break this up and... This next episode, we're going to talk about that bacteria. Uh, what is what is good? What is bad? Probiotics. What the heck are those things? Uh, all this stuff kind of centered around. Okay, we understand there's a problem here. How do we turn a corner and heal? Yeah. Is there anything else you want to add before I cut this off? How much time we have? Uh, it's your schedule. <laughs> <laughs> Well, just to kind of summarize, let's say, you know, gut issues can, they're epidemic. Most people have problems with their gut. They just haven't manifested the symptoms yet, or they haven't linked their symptoms with a gut problem. Sure. So whether it's menstrual issues, it's digestive issues, it's um, hormonal issues, it's brain issues, it's joint issues, those are, or um, metabolic issues, being overweight. um, Those are all due to partially having an unhealthy gut. And that could be low stomach acid, that could be inflammation that could be leaky gut that could be what we're going to talk about next week with which is bacteria um so it's uh, you know researching all that stuff trying to figure out what what is going on of course working with somebody that understands it a little better than you so that you can um get better you know and and not wait till you're really really sick to try to just because that's people that i'm working with now and it's not something that's easy to to help with so yeah yeah i think so for me Personally, there's some aspects of this that I understood at kind of a high level and, you know, was a part of changing things about what I ate and did. But I think especially now that reading that kind of gut type thing and especially now experiencing that symptom, it's like I can kind of use this to more specifically cater what I'm doing to my what I'm prone to I guess if that makes sense yeah so while we don't want to experience problems in my mind that was kind of helpful for me to see like okay where can I not uh, it's more like where do I need to err on the side of yeah I guess yep so cool Uh, stay tuned 
gross bacteria things. <laughs> oh, wait. First, uh, always brought to you by Great River Family Chiropractic. Go to greatriverfamilychiropractic.com. It's going to read the opposite way for you. That's how I would write it. Slash restoring human. Free chiropractic consultation. Talked about it last week. Uh, the health of the nervous system definitely plays a role here as well. Cool. That's it.